Hi, I'm Jane. And I'm Hugh. And you are listening to That'll Teach You. We never really come up with a proper intro, have we? We tend to just say hi to each other. <laughs> we do. Hi, Hugh. How are you? Hi, Jane. I'm very good. How are you? Long day of teaching, you know? Well, you had a very long day of teaching. You have just come back at 6pm. Oh. And I've been... I'll tell you, listeners, what I've been doing for the last couple of hours. I finished at a reasonable hour. And then I promptly made my way over to your house, mm-hmm. where you currently were not in. Nope. And I spent time with your family. <laughs> yeah, it's nice, isn't it? I guess I didn't realise when I started a podcast with you that you would take ownership. Or maybe replace me you know well well actually i was just talking to your sister there earlier and she was like i wonder when we move house is it possible that i'll see you more than hugh does and i was like it's very possible you have two very cute children but anyways i can talk about that all day we are very excited that we have another guest here with us today so we have amy flynn who is ashter in action on instagram hi amy thank you so much for joining us hi guys thanks for having me it's always nice to have the chats (laughs) <laughs> oh no like literally every time we record an episode we just have like the best crack so uh so you have a lot to live up to it's funny <laughs> don't though. let us down <laughs> it's funny though because we recorded i suppose a few before we started back to school and it was lovely as well but i feel now that we're back at school when we record an episode like the evening of a school day because we're all teachers we're all kind of like okay right so. <laughs> tell us about your day how was yours yeah <laughs> what 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 shit hit the van today? No, we might leave We're that not in. an explicit Sorry. podcast. Stop doing that. Tell us all the awful things that happened to you today, baby. Yeah, no, it was busy. It was normal. Nothing too, nothing too out of the ordinary. So go get me on another day and I might be so fine. But there, I have to say, so, you know, when someone asks you how your day was as a, as a teacher and that's your response, you know it was a good day. You know, like, if you don't have a rant, you yeah. know it was a good day. Well, that's, ah, that's there's more definitely good days true. than bad, though, you know. Actually, do you know what I did today? And I'm going to, I'm going to tell everybody what I did today. Other than playing with my family. Other than, <laughs> yes, spending time with your family. Um, my, so I'm getting married next year. And Ooh. my bridesmaid dresses arrived to school today and I have six class. So I promptly opened the bridesmaid dresses Love and it. I got the girls to hold them up because there's a different, so it's a different color palette. So there are three different um, shades that I wanted to see what they were like together. So I got the girls to open them up and then I put on one of the dresses. And when I say oh, the girls brilliant. in my class, I teach just girls and they were ecstatic like they were so happy and then they were asking me they're so excited I've already shown them my wedding dress and they were like Miss Costigan can you can you bring your wedding dress in and we can see it in person and I was like absolutely (laughs) 100% I'm doing that (laughs) do you know what maybe you could do like a whole a whole you know week of Irish about weddings and clothes and things like that and you teaching all the vocab you know they are they're so funny like they i'd say almost a, a couple of times a week so i've had this class this is my second year of having this class a couple of times a week they beg if they can come to my wedding and they're like we'll uh, be your choir like we'll we'll do whatever you want us to do but can we please can we be your flower girls if you have 26 uh, little flower girls so i'm gonna ask you now jane and i know they're not going to the wedding right but if i could have any of them which was well, no, like, no i was gonna say What's the percentage chance that they're at your wedding? Zero. No, I don't think oh, it's my zero. My partner would kill me. I don't think it's zero. <laughs> they could be outside might the church. One or one point six or something like that. I don't think it's zero. I don't believe that. Anyways, so <laughs> Amy, I'm so sorry. 
sorry. Um, we want to I ask a question. So, would you like to come to Jane's wedding? <laughs> yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> Um, so one of our colleagues gave us a great idea today, which she suggested to us that we start, whenever we have a guest on, we start by asking them what attracted them to teaching or why did they choose teaching? So Amy, you're our first guest that we are we are sending you that question um, because it is really interesting. So yeah, so what, what attracted you to teaching? Do you know what? I always wanted to be a teacher. Oh. That's nice. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just, I always wanted to be a teacher. I always played school, I wanted to be a teacher. I never really wanted to do anything else. For a while, I kind of had a mad idea that I might do meals, give religion teaching. But I think that was just a fear that I was maybe not getting primary teaching, which I didn't get anyway. I had to go around about it. But it was always teaching. Teaching was what I always wanted to do. Mm. That's really nice. Did you have, do you have siblings or? Yeah, I younger, I younger, uh, well, there were two siblings, but my other, my younger sister is two years younger than me. So she was, okay. we, we were, we, I was the teacher and she was the student. <laughs> Did she enjoy that? She like yeah, that as well? Yeah, she, she didn't have much choice. <laughs> <laughs> and how long have you been teaching now? So this is my 13th year in my school. Wow. <laughs> and how much of that time did you spend in infant classes? probably over half okay yeah so that's that's where the expertise is yeah and I suppose when the whole talking about getting into teaching the roundabout way was I did early childhood and I suppose that maybe sparked the the major interest in the early years in primary school Mm. okay and I suppose so the so we we wanted to get you on because so we're doing a play series and there are a few topics within play that we'd like to emphasize on, and we feel like a big one would be managing behavior. When you yeah. think of NQTs who are in their first year, um, or even students who are subbing or going into placement, I, th- I feel like when I think back, when I was um, a student teacher, I was very nervous about play. And I feel like you, you, you have this idea that it's so uncontrolled or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we wanted to get your opinions on just, you know, how to manage behavior during play, um, just to ensure that, you know, all the children are having the best time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Well, I'm going to really answer this in a really roundabout way that will make sense. Perfect. At the end of it. Well, it was asked in a really roundabout <laughs> way, so that suits fine. Well, look, I suppose it kind of comes back to if you're teaching and you're, you're planning your lesson and you know what your objectives are and whatever, whereas, you know, the play can go any kind of way. So I suppose that's kind of where people are afraid. Mm. But basically, I don't know the specific figure, but I'm going to say it's probably like 98% of children are uptaking the ECCA free preschool years. Mm. Most of them will have done two years. I would say it's a very high percentage have definitely done one. So they have been, you know, under the Ashtar framework since they've started in their early years then. So I think that's what teachers need to kind of realise and relax and say, actually, do you know what? Mm. These kids have been playing. That is their work. Yeah. So we actually need to go, they're well able to do that. Now, come here, different settings have different ways that they do things, and that's fine. But these kids are used to kind of choosing what they're going to play with and going and doing it. They've been doing it for a lot. The majority of children have been doing it for at least two years before they come. So I suppose that's something that people kind of need to relax about yeah and i think it's interesting what you say because the kids are the best experts in play you know i think you have really have to respect your own students expertise even if they're four years old and ultimately as you said you want it to be child-led play so you have to accept that you you can give them autonomy to some extent i suppose can't you yeah we've got this we know how to play 
you know, you might need to help <laughs> yeah. us, but, you know, this is our thing. So I suppose on that note then, for the behaviour management, I think the children having their choice is really important. So on that, if there is something new to how they're doing it, it, it would be a play role. If you're using a play role, it's highly unlikely that the children have been assigned an area when they were in the early years. So mm. that's kind of something that's new. So just even if you are using that and that feels safe for you, explain to the kids, everybody's going to go to every area this week. Maybe on Friday, get to choose wherever you want, whatever your system is in the classroom. But actually to let the children know, I'm not going to make you play with Play-Doh forever if you hate it. Yeah. So if someone's like, oh, no, Play-Doh, don't even like touching it. And they know that maybe tomorrow they're going to go somewhere else. That can be very helpful. Or to just even have an air, if you're deciding that that's what you're going to do, to have like a writing table where the children can go and get writing implements, have the library area open, that if someone like really is hating what they're doing, and, and sometimes that's when the behaviour start that maybe, you know, choosing a library book is an option mm. to just sit down and relax. Or, you know, if they don't like touching the Play-Doh, would they like to use a glove? Or uh, are they happy to just help their friend and pass them the little bits? It's just kind of having a little bit of other options, I suppose, for behaviour, if that's what you're using. It's, it's not essential. It doesn't have to be used. But I know a lot of people are like, I've 30 kids... Like, what if everybody picks the role play? You know, creating your own rules then around that can really work. So I had um, a class, their second class now, so I had them junior and senior infants there two years ago. And they would have, we decided that five children would go to an area. That was that was our cut-off point. And halfway through the year, we actually decided, well, actually, there's actually room for six. And we all came up with that rule together. And they knew if there were six kids there, it was full and you couldn't choose that and that was fine so you can kind of you know you have to come up with rules that you are comfortable with in your classroom so like if you're totally new to play mm-hmm. you might say well do you know what i'm gonna go to play row with and we'll go with free choice friday and on friday the children get to choose what they want and then actually after two or three weeks and you're like do you know what these are actually grand and you'll know yourself going to an area that you don't want to go to for the next 40 minutes of playing and then tidying it up and then talking about it after. Like, that's annoying. So you can kind of see where they are mm. in that sense. So just try and, I think, give things a go. And then if it's mad, you can change it back then. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, though, what you're saying, because ultimately, like it's like in any lesson, you're trying to teach them skills, you know, like you're teaching them curriculum stuff, but you're also teaching them skills. And so even, again, it doesn't matter if they're four or they're five, you know, we'd always talk about part of the job of being an infant's teacher, I feel, is socialising children. Now, as you say, lots of them have been in uh, some sort of setting before where maybe they have that. But, you know, learning how to well, prioritise, maybe learning how to share, all that sort of thing, realising as well. I mean, the concept of time can be very hard for small children. Yeah. And so if you say you can play with this on, on Thursday, that doesn't mean anything <laughs> to, to some children for a while, you know, because they're like, well, today's not Thursday. And then they'll ask yeah. me later on, is it Thursday or, or when Thursday's going to be? And But I guess, yeah, if you're developing that throughout the year, then that, that must help an awful lot. Uh, but then I think I also like the idea of you have your four areas and maybe if you are using the rota, yeah, then then you know which area you're in. But ultimately, there's a there's a get out clause in the library yeah. or something like that, you know, because, again, 
you know, I feel when you come into something without experience, you can be like, you are going to have fun. You're going to play <laughs> this is great. and you're going to enjoy yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, whereas think about how, you know, we do talk about them as our tiny colleagues. Think about how you would be if, if you weren't given any options, if you weren't given any choice. It's the same for kids. You know, they have their personalities. So, yeah, I think that's very interesting. And even about the rules, like even, you know, no matter what class you have, you know, often at the start of the year, you will talk about and that you'll come up with your rules together and your classroom structures and your things, you know, so that they feel like they have autonomy. And obviously they do. But like, you know, they also feel like their voices are heard, which is huge. Yeah. Even today, I mean, I was picking a, a novel that we were moving on to and I had two choices. And they're like, oh, well, will you tell us what they're about and, and we'll vote? And I was like, yeah. yeah, you know, I will. I was like, ultimately, this is a dictatorship. But, you know, in this case, I'll allow you to have a vote. Why not? And you what know? did they pick? They picked Around the World in 80 oh, Days. I love it. I was know? hoping they'd pick that. Oh, it's a great one. And in fairness, we had just Red Animal Farms. So, you know, the reference to democracy being sucked away and the dictatorship <laughs> taking control, I think, is, is relevant there, you know? It's, yeah. all, it's all education. It's yeah, all learning. Exactly. They'll be doing the other book after any. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I know. I absolutely will. <laughs> All you're doing is getting to vote first. Oh, uh, so and just we were saying there, you then about you know you like the idea of the rowing and you have your objectives. So when I had junior infants, now it was probably halfway through the year, and I would have had them in senior infants then as well. It was their responsibility each month to go to each area, mm. and for me that meant then I could tick off that everybody had achieved the objectives that I had on my play planner. And thousands of them more that I hadn't even thought of. And I have to say, they were unreal. And like only one or two people I'd say, I didn't see you at uh, such and such an area. And they'd say, oh yeah, I was kind of waiting until like, maybe my friend was picking to go there. Or actually, yeah, I might just get that out of the way today. And you know, sometimes (laughs) they actually do enjoy it when they get there. Now some people don't. Yeah. You know, but they actually, putting the responsibility onto them was great. And we actually, they had checklists and after a while I could trust them I didn't have to and here their friends are going to rat them out they're going to be like here he never went to such and such an area you know but actually do you know what I you know the whole thing about like them taking ownership and you know assessing themselves and actually looking at the strategies like I'm going to get this out of the way first because I don't like it yeah and I like that because if they do decide to get it out of the way first I was thinking the vegetable approach kind of you know you eat your vegetables first so you can get to get to the rest you know get to the good stuff but if they do then and they like it well then they've gone to it on the first or second day so they might go back to it seven more times you know and exactly. if they don't like it as you say well well they've given it a go and they've yeah. tried it out or if they go when their friend goes they'll have a better experience then because their friend's there so I think yeah I think that sounds great yeah. but even having boundaries like yeah. children love having boundaries mm. and they and they really respect and they really admire and they really like it shows that you're caring about them so you saying yeah. listen like I need you to do this at some point it's giving them that responsibility and letting them know that you care about them. Yeah. So then the next thing is new resources. So if you think about it, if you have a kitchen for your role play area and it's the same thing all year, you're going to get repetitive play. You're going to get kind of mad stuff going on. That behavior kind of starts like either real and ours and it was no guns. You wouldn't believe what could have been made into a gun or a grenade or whatever in that kitchen. So, you know, <laughs> that was kind of something that came up. And look, not everyone needs to make the real no guns. It depends what comes up. But I suppose having new resources keeps that fresh, right? So I'm thinking about if I have a class at the moment. So I'll say junior infants, I'll have, sorry, September, I'd have a kitchen 
basic kitchen, few bits of food, few utensils, a little bit of a table. That's great. So that's kind of your thinking four weeks. You're going into October then. You might make it the same kitchen into the witch's potion lab. So you're adding a few spiders, maybe a couple of witch's hats, a bit of black costume, maybe a few Halloween decorations. Totally transforms the play. Okay. Mm. So then you've had kind of two months there with the kitchen. Uh, I don't know why I always like to do the doctors in November. It's always something that comes up. Everybody's getting sick then at that stage anyway. So <laughs> I suppose turning your kitchen around and making that into a doctor's area totally changes up your role play there again. And then you're talking about Christmas then. So you might have a post office. You might have change it into Santa's workshop. Like it could be anything. So it's all the same things, but just changing it up slightly. And that keeps it fresh. That keeps the kids interested. So like someone's I'd go in and say, actually, we're getting rid of all the Play-Doh cutters. No plastic things. It's all coming out. And the kids kind of freak out a bit, but make it, we make a big fuss of it. Putting it all in the box. I'm putting this box out. And they're like, what? What are we going to do? And actually, you know, I'm saying, do you know what? We've loads of pipe cleaners. Let's put the pipe cleaners in with the Play-Doh. And they're like, oh yeah. And they're like, what else can we do? <laughs> then we're like getting the googly eyes. We're doing this all together. Will we put the feathers in? Yeah, will we put the glitter in? Definitely not. It's going to wreck the Play-Doh. Unless they're thrown out. <laughs> um, you know, going to the art press. What else could we do here? Oh, scissors. Teachers, you know, the plastic, the, the scissors for the Play-Doh was in the plastic box. But like, this is the art stuff. So can we have that back? And you're like, yeah, let's negotiate that. Amy, this all sounds so much fun. I'm like, I'm like, can I join your class? <laughs> exactly. And you think about that. That's changing up your Play-Doh. Play-Doh is easy. You, you have all the Play-Doh stuff and that's it then for the year. You know, so keeping it fresh, taking it away and then actually going to the kids after a couple of months what are you thinking and they might be like everything let's have it all or you could be putting natural <laughs> stuff in sticks and all if your play-doh's gone a bit rotten you want to be getting rid of it get the sticks in get the leaves get little stones it changes it up and everything changes and getting the kids involved in that is really important or if you find every day they're doing the lego and it's repetitive and it's nothing new and and it's just the same same stuff that they're possibly doing at home put the lego out make this story up about where the lego's gone get them in and just trying to mix it up and keep it fresh will keep the kids interested so they're not playing with the same thing all year mm. and that keeps the behavior very good that's yeah, it's so funny because neither of us have been like we've you you went from third to sixth and I went from fourth, fifth, and sixth. But God, like all of that makes utter sense. Yeah. Like it all makes utter sense, you know? Yeah, and come here, like you have to say, like for people that's afraid to play, get in and play with kids. You're gonna have a great time. Yeah. Like the stuff that you, it's the best. Here to say, and like you could be like, oh, you know, we really worried about such and such as our language, but actually they're just nervous talking to the adults. They could be talking yeah. about paparazzi and ordering curries and making complaints and all sorts of things during play. Or you might be like, oh my God, he knows every dinosaur because you're in there playing with them and they love it. Yeah. They love it. Yeah, but I even remember when I was in, when I was training and I remember one of my inspectors who came out to, to inspect me on an Ashtar session, she said, um, she said, Hugh, I just love doing the inspections for play because... I just get to go and 
joining the lessons and she's like I'm just sitting on the floor of some junior infants classroom with a chef's hat on me you know and a toy snake around my neck you know and I'm holding a big lump of play-doh that I could be told is anything and I just get to watch this happen you know so it is absolutely it's 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 called play for a reason you know it's fun yeah and I don't know what I would have been the stage of the day that I actually would have looked forward to as well as the kids you know it's mm. actually lovely it's actually great and like that keeping the resources fresh you might have some idea that this is going to be amazing and it might be crap and the kids will be like this is we're not gonna do this you know and that's okay and actually do you know what if a week and something is not working let's all sit down with the mat let's have a chat does nobody like this area and they'll be like no like you didn't put such and such in or actually we're not really into that now that was last month yeah you know and actually go well what will we do like yeah what will we do and on that, that kind of feeds into the next part then. So we talked about choice. We talked about new resources, keeping it fresh, but actually following their interests. So that's really important. Like one of the areas, the circus came and a couple of them had gone to the circus. Now, when I say set up a circus role play, it was very basic. If I had I had the Instagram at that time, it definitely wouldn't have made the grid. We had a couple of chairs. We had post-its to put numbers on the seats. We had tickets. I think we might have had one juggling ball. It was, it was not great. We'd, we'd popcorn box actually you know the stripy ones it was nice and they just loved it and it's just following that interest or you know if they're digging up your yard making a playground or doing something have a construction site mm. whatever they're kind of interested in get it going and like it doesn't have to be in all five areas so people might be like oh they're into pokemon but like oh, no, i can't do a full team on pokemon no you don't you don't have to do a full team on pokemon but set up a table set up a pokemon table could it be a crafting do they want to actually just play with their figures are they interested in designing their own pokemon cards like anything like that or if you have someone that you're having trouble with behavior find out what they like if they love animals, let's do animals because they're going to get in and they're going to be really interested in their play session. Or even saying to the kids, like you were saying about your book, I would have had with infants, you know, you can't really do a lot of sales because they'll put their hand up for everything. Um, so giving everybody a pom-pom and say we had two choices, we had the doctor's bag or a JCB and they had to put their pom-pom on the uh, theme that they'd like to do next. But realistically, you're probably doing the other team the month after anyway. But they've still ch- ch- chosen to do that. Yeah, and I suppose that that goes for any age though as well, exactly. doesn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, okay. even just like having conversations about their interests does a huge exactly. amount. But that's it. But it's it's just, again, it's the thing of respect, you know. It's they realise that you respect their interests and their personality rather than saying, you know, oh, you're into, you're into that. Put it away. That's great. But now we're doing this, which I have done. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know, think about it at all for the, the last, day, please. The last couple of years and it worked well, yeah. so I'm going to continue yeah. doing it. You know, whereas if suddenly they say, oh, I'm really into this. And then the next day it shows up in one of your lessons. You're, they're like, then they're like, oh, he knows us. Oh, he listened to me. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, he's, he's, he's thinking, he's, he's understanding, he's respecting our choices, you know. So I think that's really important. Yeah. yeah. So after all that stuff, You've definitely lowered the level of behaviour issues. And then I suppose working on, you know, sharing. You've decided that maybe five or six kids are going to an area. You know, you're not going to have five or six doctor sets. So having different roles ready for them is kind of important. So having a little area set up for a receptionist. Having a seating area, like as in two seats and a magazine for the people who are waiting. You might have a doctor and a nurse and but. The main thing that I would say to people is have a five minute timer and a one minute timer and teaching the kids how to use the timer. 
Mm. You wants the doctor set off me. I don't really want to give it to him. We're having an argument. We don't know what to do. Teacher, teacher comes over and it would be easier to say, you know what to have that for ages, give her the doctor set. Well, actually, you know, we want to teach the man to fish rather than give him a fish. Mm. So saying to the ch- child, did you ask you nicely? And the, sometimes it can be no. And they'd say, uh, no. I'm like, well, he might have known that actually you wanted that. Can I have that? And sometimes kids will go, oh yeah, great. Here you go. Or, yeah, I'm finished with it anyway. And someone might say, well, I'm actually not finished with it yet. So to say, here's the five minute timer. Tell your friend, can I have a turn of that when you're finished? I'm going to turn the timer over. And they'll turn the timer down and it's very visual. And some kids will sit and wait and look at the timer and wait their five minutes. And some kids will turn the timer over and go over and play with something else and forget all about it and never come back to the other child. (laughs) The other child will be delighted. And some kids will wait for the timer to go and go to their friend and they'll get the item that they wanted, and that's great. And some kids will go to their friend, and their friend will be like, I'm not giving that to you. And, you know, they, that, then you have to go back and get to eat your, and, you know, the real is, the timer is up. Your friend has communicated with you that I, I want to have a turn of that. It's very fair. You've had it there for a couple of minutes, and then we switch over. And again, you're teaching conflict resolution. Yeah. You're teaching compromise. Yeah. Again, we were talking yeah, about that today in, in sixth class, you know, like you're still, you're always trying to teach that working together, which is hard, you know, at any age. Yeah, and you get to a certain point, then and I I would not get involved then and I'd be like what do you need to do and they're like I'll get the timer <laughs> and some and then some kids after a while they don't need the timer and then I always have a one minute for maybe someone that might have additional needs someone that might need something a little bit more immediate if we've worked mm. that out with somebody or sometimes if the play session is nearly over and actually if you did a five minute timer we'd all be in the middle of tidying up so to just have a one minute job to just go really quickly they want to have a little turn of that then after but the children get really experienced and some kids will need the timer the sharer or the person who's not sharing and some kids will be happy and some kids and actually sometimes it just it's just for someone to go oh can i have a go of that and sometimes kids will go oh we can both use this or whatever having our sbag lesson at that but then actually you know after a certain amount of time when you would expect people to know to actually say Oh, you go and ask Jane because she knows the timer rules and actually Jane can help their friends sort out. So that's kind of something that's really important then as well. I mean, if you gave me a one minute timer, I'd just watch the timer. Do you know what? I was going to say it, but then I was like, maybe that's unfair. But when you first said, you know, there'd be some children who sit in front of the timer and watch it, I was like, well, that's obviously Hugh. But then I was like, oh, well, maybe that's really unfair. Five minutes, I don't know. One minute timer, 100%. I would enjoy watching the sand go down. Even three minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of meditative, I think, as well, you know? Yeah. I kind of feel like, Amy, after hearing all this, Jane said she wants to join your classroom. I kind of want to just go in and say, all right, I'm teaching infants tomorrow. You know, I've got all these ideas give I want to do. And then maybe go. by 10 o'clock, maybe by 10 o'clock, I'll be like, nah, thanks, thanks. I'll head <laughs> off again. But but no, I think like that's what we're trying to do. And Jane said it earlier, like we've brought in so many guests with all of this expertise and it is expertise and it's real expertise and it's really valuable, but also it's not rocket science. You know, like what you're saying makes so much sense. Yeah, but the yeah. problem is without the experience that you bring to it, you don't necessarily yeah. always get there. So it's why it's really important to have, you know, like I say, to have you on here so that people can be like, okay, that makes total sense. Giving them a timer, you know, Try it. or working yeah. with the rota in that way or giving them that much choice, you know? So it's really interesting. But yeah. I feel like as well, stress and anxiety clouds that logical part of your brain. Absolutely. So like people, you know, can perhaps be a little bit nervous about doing play yeah. all of that. Like, 
obviously all of that makes so much sense yeah. <laughs> yeah Amy thanks so much for coming on well thanks for having us but there's one thing I want to say before I'm finished so if anyone is like she is like has this mental view or like how does it go so right all the time it actually doesn't so you might have to stop play after 20 minutes if the realm if there's a bomb hit the realm and say we need to stop the play session everyone needs to sit down we're gonna have 10 10 deep breaths we'll do our bit of mindfulness and we're gonna go quietly back to our areas sometimes it doesn't go right and that's okay but that doesn't mean not to do it tomorrow thank you so much for saying that because the reality is that's what teaching is like you can't have a great day every day and some yeah. days you have to reevaluate your approach you have to reevaluate you know as you said your <laughs> your choices <laughs> No, 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 no. I definitely don't reevaluate re- my choices. But no, and then thank you so much for ending the episode on that because that was important, I think. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Real. Real teacher podcast. Yeah. So you can follow Amy at Ashter in Action on Instagram. And um, even if you don't teach infants, like I obviously don't teach infants and I find your account is so informative and just even just That's like, cute. yeah, just like learning little things about play and just about life as a teacher in Ireland. And even just for learning about play, because we were talking to Tina on our last episode about play isn't just for the infant classes, you know, play yeah. is for every class. So I think it's really important, even if, and even like I say, I'm not going to be teaching play to infants with the different construction areas, but. I 100% got all sorts of ideas from from this chat that I will be using in my classroom. Make sure to follow us as well at That'll Teach You Podcast and get in touch with us and send in any questions um, that you might have or any episodes that you'd like to hear. You can also follow Jane at The Mindful Teacher with a couple of underscores after it. Um, You can also listen to my other podcast if you would like to, which, I mean, I really hope that everyone who listens to this is like, oh, that sounds amazing. I have a very... You, you go so camp. Very, <laughs> like very, your teacher voice. I mean, yeah, I feel campness Sorry. is never too far away from me. Is it? That is one thing I was saying today, Amy, I was saying to someone, when I give out to infants, which is obviously pretty rare, but if I have to, obviously he's not really giving out. I just get shocked and camp. So I sort of get, I just start, I think I get like Francis Brennan, you know, I just sort of say, oh my goodness, what's going on here at all? What are you doing? I don't understand. Why is this happening here? But, I'm so uh, glad you threw that in here. I like but that. you may also listen to my comedy podcast, Legitimate Likes, if you would like. And it's very silly and hopefully very funny. But yeah, we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.